Good afternoon. This is Dr. Charles Benz, and you're listening to Healing Trends with Dr. Benz. Today, my special guest is John Barson, the researcher and editor for Total Health Magazine. John and I have known each other for too many years, somewhere between 15 and 20, and we've worked together a lot in that time, and we seem to be able to not only understand what each of us is saying, we're able to add to what each of us is saying. And so that makes for a good radio conversation. And uh, today we have some topics that are really interesting. Uh, John, the first one's going to be superbugs. Are they the new pandemic? Yes. How are you doing today? And what do you think about this topic? Well, uh, I have what I call my uh, sexy FM voice today. Okay. And it's because I just recovered from COVID and my my chest is just this is just the uh, the result of uh, a few days of coughing and uh, the really dry cough and whew, was was tough on me so I kind of had a super bug uh, but luckily I think it was Omicron so it wasn't that bad it wasn't it was actually nowhere near as bad as the last time I had the flu which was about the time I just before I met you about twenty years ago was the last time I had the flu wow that's a long stretch and. Uh... I think you're right. The voice is something uh, that's uh, desirable at this point, but I don't think you're going to keep that voice <laughs> for more than a no. couple more days. Um, well, I, I just had to point that out because I don't want people thinking, well, that's not John. Wasn't he on your show before? It's a totally different guy. <laughs> no, it really is me. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I think everybody's getting this latest virus, the Omicron, and uh, it's a lot more transmittable and kind of hard to avoid. And uh, I don't know whether that's going to lead to some super immunity or whether they're just going to put the super bug um, problem on top of that. But there were two articles this week that talked about super bugs. And in this case, they're meaning super bacteria. And so for people that maybe don't understand or appreciate how these bacteria and these viruses work, uh, they mutate, and I think we've had a lot of that uh, discussed in the media over the last couple of years, but maybe people didn't know that bacteria mutate as well. And uh, it's getting, and they can rapid, rapid, mutate rather rapidly. Ra rather rapidly, and, and they get to the point where these medications uh, for them, like antibiotics, aren't working, and now we're finding out that all the people who were on the mRNA vaccinations and the booster shots are getting infected because the virus, the Omicron virus, has decided how it can actually bypass the Omicron. And so it's official now that um, people who've had all those vaccinations have absolutely no coverage from the booster shots, the mRNA ones. We don't know exactly what they're doing to the Johnson & Johnson ones, but that puts everybody on equal footing with the unvaccinated and uh, certainly does. cases are increasing. But I thought it was kind of ominous to have these two headlines before the pandemic of the virus is even over, now saying, oh, goody, uh, we might be facing another pandemic with these bacteria that have been mutating for the last 20 years. And they've been mutating to not uh, be effective against antibiotics and now doctors in hospitals are finding it very, very difficult. Sometimes they have to use six or seven different antibiotics before they find one that works. And so that's why they're calling these the superbugs. 
And uh, this is going to pose a big problem because if you get a flesh-eating uh, bacteria and you don't have something effective to treat it, it will actually eat all the flesh off your body. Uh, and so it's, it's deadly. And last year, I think it was 2019 maybe, 1,250,000 people died of uh, these, these bacteria that could not be treated effectively. So, Charles, did, Charles, did you know that uh, before penicillin was discovered by Fleming, um, good old Scottish scientist that he was, uh, back in 1928, um, as much as many as as much as 30% of deaths a year globally were attributed to bacterial deaths. Yeah, yeah. Paper cuts, yeah. infections. Any anything I mean, that it was, exposes it was, it was you, a big deal. Yeah, any cut, any any surgery, um, and, and hospitals are the worst. I mean, hospitals yes are 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 are, are, are teeming with bacteria. And a friend of mine in Scotland, uh, interestingly enough, has developed a uh, a curtain that goes around your bed, and it has this material on it that can catch all the viruses and all the bacteria, 99.999%. And their company has been booming all over Europe and in other parts of the world because the hospitals are grabbing up these, uh, these curtains, and after a day or two, they dispose of them, put new curtains up, and the level of bacteria and viruses in the hospitals in these places where they have these curtains has gone down precipitously. But we can't seem to get that innovation into the United States, strangely enough. I don't know why. Uh, so, two, well, two it, Scottish I'll people. Tell you, I'll tell you my story about hospitals. I, you're, I'm, I'm acutely aware of uh, superbugs, especially in hospitals, and I have been for years. Uh, I had a pretty bad spill on my bike in San Diego uh, several years ago, about five years ago, and uh, uh, a crash went down. It was it was my own fault, not paying attention. I hit the wrong trail, whatever. Ended up with a very la a very bad laceration uh, right to the bone on my elbow and my my whole left side. I was going pretty fast when I went down on the cement. And uh, these two wonderful ladies uh, were driving by on the road. I was on the bike path, and they pulled over really quickly, and they came rushing over to me as I'm there in a heap, and they helped me up. And they're like, okay, well, we'll take you to the hospital. And I thought, are you kidding? The last place I want to go with open source is to the hospital. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is the last place I want to go, so please take me home. And uh, the other thing about it, I was really excited. I, I got excited because I realized when I said take me home, um, somebody had given me a sample of uh, this uh, silver biotics, silver liquid stuff, a silver gel. And I thought, oh, great, I can test this silver stuff out on me. <laughs> uh -huh. um, well, that's what we do at Total Health. We like to test everything, right? We like to check the science and test everything. And, and, and somebody had given it to me at, at the Anaheim Health Show. And uh, so I, got, I, I went home and I, I washed my wounds and I put that stuff on and my elbow was just horrible. I mean, even in the picture, this is radio, but I could show you the pictures and it was pretty gross. You could see the bone. And uh, I put this stuff on and I could not believe how fast it healed. And, and here's the thing. A few years before, I got hit by a car in Mexico City and almost killed and I wiped out on my right side. So I had this whole, um, all these lacerations on my right side and scarring on my right side. And I thought, oh, great. Well, now I have matching scars. 
like my left side. <laughs> oh, I won't look so weird anymore. And uh, turns out that silver stuff was amazing. And when I researched it, I found out you talked about MR, uh, MRSA, the flesh eating disease. Mm -hmm. I was just uh, stunned to find out in their tests and their clinical studies how quickly it killed MRSA. Yes. And, and hospitals are using it. That's when I started learning. Yeah, it was just amazing. Well, that's what's amazing to me is that um, they won't admit that silver is good for other things like treating the uh, COVID virus. But if they have a MRSA case in many hospitals, it's their, it's their go-to treatment. And we've had friends of ours who've gone to the hospital and they tried to treat them with uh, antibiotics and they couldn't find any that worked. And they used the silver and it worked right away and healed everything up immediately. And so um, I, I think it's really peculiar that this is a medical establishment that will uh, go to the default uh, of silver for the treatment of MRSA and other, other these uh, bacteria that are Im immune to antibiotics, but they won't, they won't recognize it for the COVID virus, which, which is strange for me because it's been traditional over the last 30 or 40 years that the uh, conventional medicine has had virtually no treatment for viruses. They've been devoid of any effective treatments for as long as there's been medicine. And so that, and they actually still try to treat viruses with antibiotics. And we all know that antibiotics don't work against viruses, period. And so this is a real dilemma for the medical community. Um, did you know that 80% of, of the whole antibiotic production is actually intended for animals? I know. I, I, and the amount that goes into our water, our surface water, uh, it's, it's off the charts. Oh, here's an interesting thing I learned. Uh, if you haven't Googled Hazel Barton, that's Barton, not Barson, no relation. Uh, Hazel Barton, just an amazing, amazing, amazing microbiologist. Um, She's uh, out of the UK, but she's, uh, or was out of the UK. She's from the UK, but she's based in Akron, Ohio at the university there. She runs a lab there, but she's a spelunker. And she um, was uh, deep cave diving in Carlsbad back in, I want to say 2012. Look her up on her. She's got some fantastic short TED Talks. And she was spelunking in, uh, in Carlsbad Caverns in New Mexico about 300 meters down in this dark, unforeseen cave. Um, one of the first people to actually step in this cave. And uh, she became interested in finding um, um, bacterial life in places where there's been no human contact. And here's the other thing that's very important because you brought that up about the animals and how, and of course that, you know, that, the antibiotics getting into the environment and into the water supply, it takes about 10,000 years for the water to get from the surface into that cave. So there's no contamination by human contact and antibiotics. And she sampled um, bacterial growth on the walls of the, ca of the cave. And this is bacteria that grows um, on, uh, it gets its energy from, the, from rock. I mean, how amazing is that? And it has to survive there and estimate it's been there for surviving for over 4 million years. And there are something like, now don't quote me on the number, over 100 different strains of, of colonies down there. 
and they compete. They're all competing for very, very meager resources. And one of the things they do um, is they attack each other fighting for resources. And so this bacteria actually, they create natural antibiotics to kill the other bacteria. Well, that's fascinating because uh, when you look at the literature and you see uh, what the treatments are for some of the viruses, some of the viruses are being treated with bacteria and some of the bacteria are being treated with viruses. And so this proves that they have this ability to not only mutate to become stronger and more threatening, they also have the ability to actually work against each other from time to time when they need to. And so we, we've actually got cancer treatments in Europe that are <clears throat> very well focused on the use of viruses in order to kill cancer. And uh, so this is a fascinating thing. We're going to have to have another, uh, another uh, show on this one because I think we have enough, just enough time today to talk to people about how this all rolls out because there's over 100,000 tons of antibiotics uh, made every year. <laughs> 100,000 tons. And 80% of them go for animal production so that all the animals that produce meat or uh, uh, eggs or wh whatever production they're in, they, they flood them with these uh, antibiotics so that they can be safe to eat and uh, they don't ruin the, the market so that they don't ruin a lot of, of uh, saleable product. And so there have been efforts over the last five or ten years to try to get these uh, antibiotics reduced, but I think in the chicken area, They've only managed to get 25% of the chicken production switched over to something that's more natural. And, and, and uh, I don't know whether you've read anything on this, but they're, they're, they're actually using some interesting strategies to, to give chickens some protection. They're actually using oregano. And I, I did thought, not know that. <laughs> what, a, what a fascinating thing to have oregano be replaced uh, instead of an antibiotic so that the chickens are eating a natural antibiotic and getting the same protection as they would if they used the, you know, the antibiotic that's not natural at all. And so that to me was pretty fascinating. Okay. All right. So I have to say this real quick thing. So I know we're going to run out of time. I love oregano. Whenever I travel to Mexico and, you know, being Canadian, we, that's, that's typically where we go uh, on vacation is Mexico. Um, the, the, the thing is people need to realize when you travel outside of your biosphere, then you're going to be exposing your gut, your, your gut, which is the most important organ in your body. I think half the time, um, to to new uh, bacteria and and all sorts of stuff especially in the foods and i'm sure most people have heard of you know montezuma's revenge uh mexico how you can get the diarrhea and blah 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 well i've never had it because oh that's not quite true uh i take oil of oregano with me because i take i just take a few drops in the morning uh, and when i'm out i have no problem eating street tacos and stuff like that but i remember when we went to uh, mexico I went with the family, you know, uh, wife and kids and everybody, and, and I brought the oregano out, and everybody's like, no way, I'm not touching that. And I'm like, oh, I'm telling you, you really should try it, just a couple drops, and we don't have to worry about anything. Nobody would take it. Everybody got sick. <laughs> 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 I, I, I told you guys, I'm 
gonna say it i told you so and uh yeah everybody got terribly sick and we stopped somewhere and we all had uh, tacos and yeah so well, i don't leave home without it um and the, the other thing the other thing real quick i got bit by a dog in mexico ripped open my bicep and uh i put my oil of oregano on it right away um got back to the house and uh and liz is like you got to go to the hospital you got to get i mean no we'll, we'll check it in the morning in the morning it was perfectly clean and white and it healed so wow well that's uh, amazing because they uh, the, the report that i had it so they said that 25 uh, of the chicken manufacturers were using oregano or they were using th thyme thyme is also one of those herbs that is effective against the, the bacteria that that uh their chickens are up against and and interesting enough cattle are using a different approach cattle are using probiotics and enzymes as the way to to kill bacteria and you'll i don't know whether people realize this or not what do you think restaurants use when they're wiping down all their kitchen materials and everything that have been filled with bacteria over the day they're, they use enzymes and they actually go in and, 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 and wipe everything down in the kitchen with this really strong, uh, super strong enzyme uh, therapy, therapy of treatment in order to get rid of the bacteria that have been built up in, in the kitchen. And I think people don't really understand and appreciate how important enzymes and probiotics are in our body so, to protect So that us. works... So could I ask you a question then about that? Would that work similar to phage, phage therapy or phage treatment with phages? Because phages so. will attack and 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 uh, insert inject into the into the bacteria cell and then replicate and explode. Right. So enzymes would probably do the same thing. They would break down. Well, they would break down the cell. Well, it's interesting because in, in the average person's mouth, there's like uh, 9 million bacteria. <laughs> and so, they, fortunately, they're, they're not all really uh, deleterious or negative. But also in the saliva are enzymes. And so, the amylase enzymes that are released in order to help in the digestive process help to neutralize some of these bacteria so that they don't kind of go through the, the, the process of digestion and do any harm. And so the enzymes are, are, are involved everywhere. Then the probiotics are, are in the gut. We know that there are also fungus and what we call the negative bacteria in the gut. And it's keeping them in balance that, that allows us to avoid these infections because you need at least 70% of your bacteria to have these really strong what we call a positive, beneficial bacteria. If you can keep this 70-30 ratio going in your gut, that means you're going to be in balance and you're not going to have candida infections and other kinds of fungal infections. So I thought one of the things... Well, here, here's something else, I think, especially because of this whole pandemic thing, uh, people have taken cleanliness to too much of an extreme. Right, um, right. You need... You, yes, our bodies... I mean, we carry... Are just on the surface of our bodies, we have billions of little critters, and we have a mixture of good ones and bad ones. And if you keep, if you overclean your body, then you're actually literally opening up your body to the bad ones. 
That's true. That's why they tell children to go go play in the dirt. <laughs> go play in the dirt. Yeah. Go play in the dirt because that's where you start to build your natural immunity. And uh, so I, I'm, I, I think that's a really good point because there are a lot of parents out there who are probably saying, oh, what do you mean? You know, we should be washing all the time. Well, sure, we should be washing when we're exposed to people now because of the pandemic. And so washing hands is very important. But if you're outside and, and there, there haven't been any dogs or any, any animals around, um, then I think you should you know, allow your kids to sort of play in the dirt and expose themselves a little bit to these kinds of critters. And it's just a matter of prudence. You know, you have to know a little bit uh, about being generally clean and making sure your house is clean and, uh, and, and still not being, not overdoing it so that you don't end up with a child that doesn't have any kind of natural immunity to these, to these critters. Right. Um, now, I don't know whether you looked it up or not, but I, I tried to do a little bit of research so that I could tell people what some of the priorities would be for avoiding these superbugs. Well, the first thing on my list is stay out of the hospital. So that goes yes. to your point where you, you were being going to be rushed to the hospital and you said, no, thanks. No, and, no. And, uh, and, and one of the things that was interesting, Time Magazine had a cover and the title was um, How to Avoid Chronic Illness. And, um, and then there was a picture of a person in a bed and it said, stay out of here. <laughs> and, and it was a bed, <laughs> hospital in the bed. Um, but I think other than that, there are certain things that have these antibiotics in them. In other words, they have this antibiotic and sometimes antiviral. And these things sometimes go together. Coconut oil is one of them. And coconut oil has both antiviral and uh, antibacterial capabilities. And uh, they actually extract uh, the lauric acid from the uh, coconut oil and use it as a therapeutic uh, treatment for viruses and for bacteria. But just consuming it on its own as coconut oil still has a lot of benefit because of its antiviral and antibacterial capabilities. Oregano, we already talked about. Um, Garlic. Can, can I make a point about that, though, yeah. about, about coconut and, and, and oregano? I, I think that one of the most important things for people to realize is, you, you, you know, we don't always have to wait for a pharmaceutical company to create a single thing, extract one important um, amino acid or something out of something and turn it into a drug in order to be saved. The beautiful thing about nature um, and uh, with oregano is a perfect example is the fact that we don't really know what makes oregano so powerful, but it's a combination of probably hundreds of chemical components in that oregano that work together that uh, defeat bacteria, bad bacteria and viruses. And nature has taken millions of years to create these complex um, structures. It's, it's not one thing and and if you uh, and and that's why there uh, it just works over and over and over again on so many different things well yeah and if you if you go online uh, and, and 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 do uh, natural antibiotics uh, one of the things you'll see is there's one called 18 of the most uh, nutritious foods and and then you can go through there and, and just like you said, when you look at oregano, there's like 15 different nutrients that are in oregano. 
And so it's not like it's this single source thing by itself. All of these antivirals and these antibacterials, they all have these numerous electrolytes and minerals and, 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 and antibiotics in them. And so um, that's true of grapefruit seed extract. It's true of, uh, true of apple cider vinegar and golden seal and echinacea and onion. Um, I mean, even manuka honey is, is a well-known antibacterial. Oh, I love manuka honey. Yeah. And silver. I mean, we've talked. I just about ran it. out. I just finished mine. <laughs> well, it's it's really. That's a, actually my treat. If, if, if I, I, the, I I actually have manuka honey. I I have that as, as an evening treat. I'll just take a little uh, a half a teaspoon and just that's that's my sugar treat. Well, it's one of those things where I think if people understood a little bit more about how their body worked and what was in some of these seeds. And, and some of these natural nutrients. This is why you should have a couple of these kind of antibiotic, antiviral foods in your diet every day, mixing and matching them as you go. Because that's the thing that's gonna make sure that you're healthy because when people say to me, well, how do we know uh, whether we have a strong immune system or not? Well, we have a blood test for that. But when you ask people, well, maybe I have enough B cells and enough T cells and enough killer cells. I go through in COVID and I explain none of those things happen if they're not in your diet. In other words, those T cells come from certain foods. Those B cells uh, that are antiviral come from certain foods. Everything that makes up your strong immune system comes from vegetables, nuts, seeds, herbs. It comes from things that are in nature. And the more you consume them, then the more you make your immune system stronger. And so this is the thing that people just don't understand. They think the immune system is just there. And that somehow or other, all these B and T cells and, uh, uh, right, so we, we, we've got killer cells, we've got B cells, we've got T cells. These are all fighters in your body, but they don't come out of thin air. They come out of the foods you eat. And so we recommend a Mediterranean type diet with lots of organic, uh, whole foods, vegetables mostly, some fruits, nuts and seeds and herbs. These are the things you really need to concentrate on. So I, I hope that gives people a, a little bit of a better idea of, of uh, what they can do to not only get rid of this last stages of this pandemic uh, for the virus, but also to avoid this problem of having uh, some super bacteria around, and I, and I would say I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna uh, jump on what you said. Have some silver gel and some silver liquid in your in your house at all times, because I've had my grandson get an infection in his ear. Two drops, three drops of silver at night. Let it sit so that it's flowing down in. In the morning, he gets up. He's fine. He has a stomach ache. He might have something in there, um, half a spoon of, of a silver, and it's gone. And he might have a cut, put a little silver gel on it, and it doesn't get infected. So I would say it's one of the best things. I would put probably oregano next, and I would add to that a thing called olive leaf extract. And we have those things in our house all the time. We travel with them all the time. And rock, knock on wood, I haven't had a, a flu 
uh, for over 40 years or any kind of a bacterial, serious bacterial infection either. So we have to wrap it up. Uh, we have to say uh, thanks to our sponsors. Our first sponsor we'd like to say thank you to is uh, Paddock Pools in uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina. They make a really interesting uh, piece of equipment that takes the chlorine gas off of the surface of the pool, which actually reduces that gas by about 95%, which means you get much better oxygenated water that you can breathe while you're swimming. And, and, and we don't want to play this down because if you uh, swim in that water without that uh, vacuum extractor, then zinc is, is, is depleted in your body. If you deplete zinc in your body, then that leaves you open to different cancers and different other chronic illnesses. So this vacuum extractor is really important. And so if you have a pool project in your community, see if you can't get uh, this company, Paddock Pools, to uh, put, make sure you put it in there because it's worth every penny. The second company is DHA Labs. DHA Labs is the company that I work with on all the blood tests that I've developed. And we're going to have one on heart disease and we're going to have one on the brain to go along with our immune tests and our cancer tests and our wellness tests. And they just understand this whole natural functional medicine strategy where you try to prevent illness five to ten years before it actually happens. So we're trying to get these blood tests so that people can find things changing in their cells before they actually come, become a, a chronic illness. So the DHA labs in Chicago is the company you want to go for for individual testing or group testing in, in, in employers. Uh, the other company that I like is uh, Southern Trust Financial. They're in Sarasota. I've been working with them for about 20 years doing workshops and articles and, and trying to get them to have the people that are their clients to be healthier so that they can, you know, use their wealth for good good purposes for their family, their friends, and their communities, and, and actually live a longer and healthier life. And so Mark Wolf from uh, Southern Trust Financial, uh, I think you should go there and, and maybe take a look if you, if you have uh, some funds that you want to invest. Uh, they're, they're a good company to think about. And the final company is MPB Health. MPB Health is a, an alternative to health insurance. And a lot of people don't know that there is an alternative to health insurance. And this is what's called a medical cost sharing company. And they actually cut the administrative costs, they negotiate with the hospitals, they use wellness programs. And, and the upshot of all this is they get their, their fees down to 30 to 50% less than what the average health insurance is. So NPB Health may be one of the options you wanna think about for your health coverage in the future. I thank them all. I thank John Barson again for being an excellent host. Your stories are always great, John. I appreciate it. 